Amber Heard is finally in the witness box. It was an interesting day. You're listening to The Virginia Truth. Hello and welcome to The Virginia Truth with me, Knuckle. And we finally had Amber Heard take to the witness stand today. Yes, we finally get to hear what Amber has to say. And uh, I have to say, today was quite difficult. <laughs> oh, listen to Amber is, is it, you know, again, I wanted to have an open mind. You know, I wanted Amber to surprise me and, you know, I wanted, wanted her to be very honest and just give an honest account of herself and what she had to say. However, there was just a lot of drama. As, as, as you'd expect, sadly, you know, she lived up to the stereotype because uh, I want to give the girl a fair chance. You know, I want to give her a fair chance um, to, to speak her truth. You know, I don't just want to be like, nope, I don't trust anything Amber's got to say. I, I Even though I already have made my mind up based on what I've heard and it's pretty clear as to to who's the guilty party in this trial. Um, because of the credible witnesses and the credible accounts and the voice recordings and all the other evidence it points in one direction and one direction only and um, that is as Jonathan Chu said that uh, there's only one abuser in the courtroom and I believe that is Amber and uh, you know again I say that but I still wanted Amber to be like you know hey come on give me something to work with here make me believe that there's more to this but sadly Amber did none of that Um, she was talking and talking and talking and over elaborating on things which again is, is a classical trait of a liar um excessive detail is a sign that you're lying not always of course but um it certainly can be and in many cases it felt that way with amber the worst part of amber's testimony was the fact that she kept trying to oh, cry again she just keeps trying to cry. She's done it when she's b- just been sat in, you know, um, listening to a witness. Uh, she, you know, there's been moments where you can see she, she wants to cry, but she just can't do it because she's just not capable. Um, and she kept trying to do that when she was talking. And it was really scary, almost. It was it was scary, annoying and frustrating because she'd be talking coherently. Well, as coherently as Amber Heard can, I guess. But she would, she'd be talking fine. And then all of a sudden she would break into this sort of you know potential cry that's about to happen and she'd get all breathy but then no tears would come her eyes wouldn't well up her eyes you know you can tell when people are holding back tears and you can tell when they're forcing it and it's very clear that amber's forcing her tears in this case you know she's really trying to cry and you know she's just not getting there and it's like amber just tell just say what you've got to say and leave the histrionics um because you, you're not capable of it you know not only are you naturally not emotional clearly um but you're not also capable of faking it and i don't know what that says about you as an actress actually <laughs> but um no she she was it was really poor so it began obviously it's elaine her lawyer who's doing the initial questioning um i cannot wait i cannot wait for the cross-examination that is what i'm waiting for and i hope i hope it's i hope it's juicy I hope it's brutal, you know. Let me let me let me not pretend that I am 
you know, I hope it's fair. I do hope it's fair, but let me not pretend that I, I don't want it to be brutal because I, I, I can see myself becoming politically correct. And that's not what I'm about. And that's not what this podcast is about. This podcast and everything I've got to say is about saying it how it is without any filter. And yeah, therefore, I really want to see Johnny Depp's lawyers going brutally. And I mean fair, but brutally. So give her the hard hitting questions and let's see what she's got to say for herself. Let's see how she can answer some of the accusations uh, from Johnny's side, because Johnny's accusations have a lot more weight in the sense that there's more evidence to back it up and they add up. Everything Johnny said in his testimony adds up. Everything Johnny's witnesses said adds up. Whereas so far with Amber, everything she's saying is flawed. A lot of contradictions and we're going to come on to that. So initially, how did it start? So First of all, it was Elaine questioning, and it's the classical thing, you know, they're building her character, so they, they're talking, she was asking about her childhood, and she was talking about how horses and things with her dad, and all this other irrelevant stuff, absolutely irrelevant, I don't think anybody had any, any, had any interest in what she had to say, but she spoke a little bit about her childhood, growing up in Austin, Texas, um, how she went to school and uni, well, not, not uni, rather, she went to school, and then she spoke about, um, <laughs> she spoke about charity which i thought was such a weird question because you know i understand that kids these days do do charity you know i mean i'll be honest when i was 15 16 i was not thinking about charity like i, I definitely wanted to help the poor in a way like i would you know if i saw a homeless person i'd maybe toss a coin but um i i, I don't think i was thinking oh you know i'm gonna do this charity work and that charity work so i i don't know I guess some kids do think about charity and I respect that. I, I do care about charity now, but I didn't care when I was younger. Uh, I'm not going to pretend I did. And um, this is the same thing with Amber, where she's actually talking about how she cared about charity so much. And she's just, you know, they're, they're trying to portray her to be this angel. But it's ironic because this angelic person that does lots of charity turns out to be an abuser and also a, a very blatant liar because she does not donate the seven million dollars that she got from the divorce settlement to the charity work that she was meant to do you know she was meant to be donating that to two separate charities the aclu and the children children's hospital of los angeles she didn't do that so um if you love charity work so much darling why are you not donating um to the charities it makes no sense like surely someone who cares about charity so much would not only donate their divorce uh, you know, money to charity, but they'd be doing a lot more for charity. And I mean, not posturing and not pretending and not doing it for, for your image and, and building you know, your credibility as an actress and, 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 and as a public figure, because that's what she's trying to, trying to do a lot of the time. And that's what a lot of celebrities do, by the way. You know, they, they build their image through doing this charity work, um, but it's all for image. It's not because they genuinely care. And that's the harsh truth. I hate to say that, but that's the truth. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Uh, but then you have the genuine people, like people like Angelina Jolie, for example. She genuinely invests herself. She genuinely cares. And she does a lot of work behind the scenes that people don't even know about. So that's how I know she's a real one. But there's so many other actors and actresses that do stuff where they're just doing it for public image, PR, and stuff like that. It's just ridiculous. But hey, it's the world we live in. Anyhow, um... So that was the, the beginning. Uh, they were just talking about her childhood and stuff. Anyway, then they started talking about um, Amber and Johnny, you know, and, and when, they'd, when they'd met, and they met at a meeting, apparently. And um, she, she said that during this meeting that they went, she thought it was an audition, but it turned out to be a meeting. They spoke about music and books and poetry, and they had so much in common. 
and she was blown away by it and she fell in love with him basically she didn't say those words but she was she did say she she was very impressed by him and she felt something um and um yeah i mean this doesn't surprise me though because apparently amber heard used to have Johnny Depp's posters in her room and um i don't know how true that is but that's what's claimed but also amber heard is known to look into people you know and so it wouldn't surprise me if she and because there's plenty of information of johnny depp on the internet he's just been a superstar for so many years so it wouldn't surprise me if amber heard had googled and found out what johnny's into and then pretended that she was into it and then just was surprised that oh my god you're into that too when she knew full well and that's why she was talking about certain things you know it just i don't know it just doesn't seem right i mean how on earth I don't know. I mean, that is if if it's true, that is something special. If she genuinely didn't pre-plan it and she just met Johnny and she magically had music and books and poetry in common with him, hmm, that is something out of this world. But um, I, I something tells me that that's just not true because I've been lucky enough to meet people where I've got things in common with them. But we may have like similar book interests. You know, we may be into similar books. But then our music taste might be different or we might have similar music taste, but our poetry taste is different, you know. So I don't think you're going to get somebody that's going to have all three things the same. Like it's it's if it's true. Great. I mean, if you meet someone like that, fantastic. But anyway, sounds a bit fishy. But anyhow, um, but anyway, she said, I knew how famous he was and I was and I was a no name actor and he's twice my age. And here we are getting along about obscure books and blues I thought it was remarkable. I thought it was unusual and remarkable. And the way she spoke, by the way, I was kind of imitating a little bit there towards the end. But she was like, you know, very over the top and animated. Like when she spoke, it was, it was like, yeah, she, it was like she was acting. Throughout her testimony, she was acting. Like she was performing, she would get emotional. And it wasn't like a subtle emotional moment where, you know, you just kind of get a little bit emotional and you try and keep it in. She's letting you know she's emotional. She's performing. Um, and she was also performing when she was telling the story of falling in love. She was like, I know it may sound cheesy, but I fell in love. It was like a fairy tale. Ha ha ha. Um, yeah, it was It was cringy. Honestly, it was quite cringy. Because, you, you know, I get goosebumps. I'm, I am a romantic at heart, which I hate to admit. But um, I get goosebumps when I hear like a genuinely... Um, uh, like a genuinely real and heartfelt love story like i do like sometimes people tell me their love stories and i, I get goosebumps especially the older generation you know when i meet people that are, have been together for like 40 50 years and they tell me stories about the relationship i actually get goosebumps so i'm actually sensitive to these things so trust me if, if I, I think i have a good gauge of understanding if a relationship's legit or not so i i don't trust this one um well i don't trust her intentions i think maybe from johnny's side he genuinely must have felt something but, but I think it's more because she'd prepared and been like, well, I'm into all the books that you're into and I'm into all the music you're into and I'm into all the poetry you're into. So honestly, if I met someone like that tomorrow, I would fall in love with that girl. I know I would, you know, I, I get impressed now if I meet someone who's into, the, I mean, I'm an avid reader, I'm a bookworm. So when I meet someone and they're into like similar books that I'm into, I'm like, you know, instantly like I feel something, you know, and, and if they were to then say, oh, I'm into the same music and I'm into the same poetry. I'd be like, what? What? Wow, I'm in love already. So I can't blame Johnny for falling in love with her. Um, but anyway, that's what that's what happened anyway. And um, oh, by the way, Johnny Depp throughout the whole testimony was looking down. He never once looked at Amber. Not once. 
it was quite something. He would always keep his head down, focused. Um, I think I think he was doodling like he usually does, but he was definitely you know writing or drawing something. Uh, and then when he was just sitting there, he would just keep his he would keep his gaze down. He did not look at Amber once. Amber, when Johnny was uh, giving in the witness stand, Amber would stare at him. And again, like you know, if someone triggers PTSD in you, someone's abused you. I couldn't look at them. Could you? Like if you were sat in the courtroom. Would you, would you be able to stare at your abuser, someone that's given you PTSD, someone that beat you up and did all kinds of things to you? Could you look at them, like, head on for ages? Like, she, because she wouldn't just look, she would stare. She would stare. Um, so, again, doesn't, doesn't correlate with everything she says. And anyway, it's a strange one, it's a strange one. Um, but anyway, yeah, so, you know, they worked on, on the film together, um, Joey Depp and Amber Heard, and she spoke about when she got the part, she said Depp had called her, he said to her, you're it, kid, you're what Hunter would want, um, and, uh, yeah, you know, she described uh, filming with Johnny, and um, she spoke about the kissing scene, and, uh, you know, of all the things that Amber mentioned, I think this is the one that probably is the one that the only story that matches up with what johnny said and you know it was their relationship or their feelings escalated when they had the on-screen kiss in the film um and she amber said that when the kiss happened she said it felt like those lines were blurred he grabbed my face pulled me in and kissed me and then elaine amber Heard's lawyer asks did he put his tongue in your mouth and she was like and amber was like yes um so i'm glad we got that extra bit of detail because i think we all wanted to know that not um and then um amber heard says that between scenes one day uh johnny picked up the back of her robe with his boots and she turned around and giggled um she said he kind of playfully pushed me down on his bed sofa playful and flirtatious and he said yum and kind of lifted his eyebrows up like that she says um yeah okay and um uh, she spoke about not seeing him after that like they did the film they didn't see each other for a while um but um he then called her in post-production uh whilst the movie was in post-production rather and um he sent her gifts including a dress from the movie rare books and guitars which was very nice of him and it's interesting because she actually spoke a lot about gifts like every time she was referencing the relationship she would always reference these extravagant this these extravagant extravagant gifts these extravagant gifts and um again it's like you can clearly see what she fell in love with there you know the gifts the, the material things because she even spoke about her dad and how her dad fell in love with him because he used to give give him stuff um so interesting interesting um that's interesting reasons to fall in love with somebody you know um you know i would want to fall in love with someone for their character and their personality and who they are and their beliefs and their morals and their values um and their sense of humor and other things but um the gifts were mentioned quite a lot so tells you where the priorities were in this relationship from amber's side um anyway they didn't see each other till 2011 um and um yeah it was they were it was during their press run that they they saw each other and Amber Heard said that there was one particular occasion where Johnny invited her to his room under the, the ruse of having a drink with him and the director. The director was not there. Both of them had recently separated from their partners um, and they talked and drank wine. And she and she and as she went to leave, he kissed her um, and she kissed him back. And she says that they continued on the press tour and fell in love as they travelled like a fairy tale <laughs> um 
and after spending the night together in the hotel room, she said it was on. Oh, it was certainly on. Um, I bet Johnny regrets that. Um, but yeah, Johnny um, Amber then said that um, Johnny's relationship with Vanessa wasn't public, and so they had to keep their relationship under under the radar because you know um, she didn't want to be accused of being a homewrecker. And um, she described it as a whirlwind romance. She said, it felt like absolute magic. He made me feel like a million bucks. We were in the bubble of secrecy. We weren't doing normal things together. Um, he has so many homes. Um, so yeah, again, interesting. And um, she, said, she said that she really fell for him on their trip to, the, to Johnny's Island in the Bahamas. Um, and yeah, you know, and, and it was interesting because when she was talking about this this period in time, um, she spoke about the early stages of their relationship and she, one of the things she mentioned was that she would just be at home most days painting and being this innocent belle and she would be she would prepare dinner for when Johnny would be home uh, almost painting herself to be this sort of you know idyllic 50s housewife kind of you know girl that she's trying to be um, I don't really know what the, the purpose is behind that but I, I'm just just judging by the way Amber lived her lifestyle. I'm I'm pretty sure that's not who she was. She was obviously putting it on, and there was obviously the classic story that we heard from Johnny, where he told us that every day when he would come home, she would insist on taking his shoes off. And Johnny said that one day when she, uh, when he Johnny took his shoes off by himself, Amber got really angry about it. Although Amber denies this, and Amber said that. Yes, she would indeed take his shoes off for him, um, but she would also not mind if he took his shoes off by himself. Such a weird thing to discuss, right? I mean, I don't know. Is this something I'm missing out on? Because none of my girlfriends have ever taken off my shoes. And I'm kind of thinking, like, did they ever love me now? Um, because, I don't know, is this common? <laughs> is this common in, like, relationships and marriages? I don't know. Um, I've certainly not heard of this. I've seen this in, like, movies, like I said, from, like, the 40s or 50s or something, I guess. Um... But I don't think this is common. So it's a strange one. So why are we doing this? And what's the purpose? Like, I don't know. What the hell does it mean? You know? It's not, it's not even something I think of. Anyway. You know? Like, I, I love to be spoiled. Don't get me wrong. But like, honestly, the shoes I can do myself. <laughs> There's many other things you can do for me. But the shoes I can do. But um, yeah. She just she confirmed that she did used to do that. And she goes, I guess it made an impression on him. But um, she said, yeah. He could have taken off his own boots. That's not what Johnny said. Johnny said she lost her mind. And that was another sign that she was a controlling person. You know, and she wanted things her way or the highway. Um, Amber also spoke about the gift that she got Johnny, which was um, a turquoise-handled knife. Knife is such an interesting gift to get somebody. But I understand in this case because um, of the fact that Johnny was into knives and stuff. So he had a collection. So I get it. Um... And she had engraved hasta la muerte, uh, which means until death in Spanish. Um, and it was something which he would say to her and she thought that was romantic. I mean, see, I get you gifting him a knife because he's into that kind of thing. But I don't think it's romantic to write that on a knife. <laughs> you know, it's uh, kind of um, kind of says something, right? There's hidden messages within that. It could be translated in many different ways. And I don't think it's quite positive. I don't know, like... Until death on, like, a card or something would be better. I mean, I get it. Like, you know, we're going to be together until death. Um, but not on a knife. I don't know. Is that just me? I don't know. But, um, yeah, that was Amber's idea. Um, but yeah, there, there was also questions about how Johnny got on with her family. And she said it 
she spoke in very positive terms that Johnny was great, you know. She, but again, her first thing was Johnny really sh- just showered my dad. My dad's a working man, salt of the earth guy, and he was just flawed. He was getting all of these gifts and being invited to all these locations. I think my dad would have married himself if I hadn't. Um, again, mention of the presence, you know, you know that that he would give her dad gifts, but no mention of. No, my dad loved him because they clicked. They got on together because they had a good connection or they had good conversations about something, about football or about life, about philosophy. But no, it was the gifts again. So yet again, Amber obsessed with the gifts and that's everything's based on that. You know, yes, my dad loved him because of the gifts. You know, all these relationships seem to be to be formed on on material possessions. She even said that he gave my mother uh, jewellery uh, and the same with Whitney, her sister. And they formed a bond because he would make them feel special. Because anyone getting gifts feels special, right? But again, it's a strange thing. Like, if you ask me to talk about my girlfriend's family, I wouldn't say that I like them because they've given me stuff. Like, my instant thing would be, yeah, I, I love her family because her dad's super cool. We can have great talks on, like, philosophy and the meaning of life and talk about all these deep subjects, which I can't do with my peers because uh, they're not into that stuff, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what my, the first thing that I would think of. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Again, oh, just this whole relationship just does not sit well with me. And the way she describes it is just, yeah, it doesn't sell me. It, I'm not sold on on the idea that it was as good as she tries to make out. Um, but yeah, she described him as overly generous. She described Johnny as overly generous, which he certainly was. Uh, and he certainly became incredibly overly generous, especially to her and her friends uh, in the coming years. And I don't, I don't know if it was generosity at one point. I think it became abuse from her angle, where she was rinsing him, really. Um, you know, getting her, getting her sister and her friends to live in all of Johnny's properties. Um, yeah definitely generosity there um and then you know that she was asked about how the relationship developed from there and heard says that you know they were head over heels in love however she said he would disappear and come back and then he began drinking um and heard said that you know he would make comments about her clothing and this is where she be- it was basically this fairy tale up at this point you know she was talking in very glowing terms and you know being all you know um positive you know very positive and very romantic and very detailed there was too many details almost too many like literally too many details where you're like hmm you know like you're over explaining things here to the point where it's like is this true but um yeah she was performing today in the witness stand she wasn't you know just being 100 percent honest she was definitely performing um but yeah anyway this is where things began to get sour in amber heard's opinion Amber said that she he would make comments about her clothing and the roles she was going after. Uh, she describes him making her feel like acting was dirty and she was whoring herself out despite the fact that he despite the fact that he was an actor too. And after having been to a red carpet event wearing a dress, she says she she felt beautiful in it. And she mentioned this a number of times like she was playing on this. Um, so. Um, you know, she was talking about his dress and she said that she felt amazing in it. She goes, I felt so beautiful in it. And he was like, no, this doesn't look good. Um, and, you know, she was almost painting that painting that uh, victim card, you know, mentality where, victim card rather, where, you know, a lot of victims often have this. And this is a true story for a lot of people where they do it. And, okay, let me be specific and clear here by what I'm talking about. So, you know, a lot of people, 
have mentioned that Amber Heard does steal. In fact, one of her friends said that she stole her rape story, where you know she her friend told her a story that she'd been raped, and Amber Heard took that story and made it into her own. And Amber Heard's known for taking other people's stories. And the thing with the um this is uh, she's she's coming off as a victim. And again, this genuinely happens to a lot of people. I've heard this story from women before where it is true, where they feel great about themselves, but the man will put them down. And this happens to men too. There's lots of men that have women put them down. Again, I know both sides of those people. I, I know I've had male friends that, I, that, I've had, that, that, that I've had female partners put them down. And the same thing with some of my female friends, where, they're where their uh, boyfriends have just been very controlling and uh, toxic so it, it goes both ways but this particular one it just doesn't go in line with johnny's character you know it just doesn't seem to to you know none, none of his others other exes have sort of come out and said something similar so it's it's kind of unlikely that johnny you know getting near towards 50 was thinking oh i'm suddenly going to be jealous and i'm suddenly going to tell my um my partner what to wear um I don't know. It just doesn't sit, sit well with me. And she was she kept emphasizing the fact that she felt beautiful in it, but Johnny didn't like it. Playing the victim. Um, again, I, I, it just doesn't correlate with all the evidence we've received so far in this trial. Um, but anyway, she then went on to say that uh, he would make these types of comments, and after that, there'd be a big fight, and Johnny Depp would smash things, you know. And it's kind of again, she's she's talking. She a lot of the time that she's ref she's talking about the abuse she gave to Johnny saying it in a way where it's like no johnny did this to me because this throwing thing was was amber's game and there's plenty plenty of evidence for this whereas there's hardly any evidence that johnny threw things at, at amber even in the video clip where johnny's visibly angry he's never throwing anything at amber you know he may be slamming it he may be slamming a cabinet but he's not throwing anything but um yeah that's what she said she said um you know he would love to break furniture and he would throw a glass at her which didn't hit her um that sounds very much like the australia incident where she threw the vodka bottles at johnny so um again she's known for taking other people's stories and making it her own um but anyway yeah that was um that was what she was uh, referring to and then amber was asked about the first time johnny had apparently hit her and it was over the why no forever tattoo the why no forever tattoo being um the tattoo that Johnny Depp had for Winona Ryder, Johnny's ex. Uh, but after they split up, obviously he got it changed to Wino Forever, which I think is a, a pretty good move, actually. It's a, it's a lucky one. It's a good thing she wasn't named something else. Um, but um, yeah, so it worked out quite well. And apparently that was the day that he had slapped her. Um, she thought he was joking. And she, she was, you know, sort of laughing. And she was waiting for him to laugh, she says. And apparently he hit her again and um had a go at her really um apparently but uh i don't know it's um if, if it's true obviously it's horrific you know it's not it's not something you can do but um i just don't know how true it is because we know amber heard we know she's capable of lying we know she's lied a lot about plenty of other things and boy that was just the beginning of her allegations um and she, she started talking about how johnny would be suspicious of amber and that he kept accusing her of cheating and he would question where she was and who where she was and who where she'd been and um well it turns out that i mean th this may or may not be true um we don't know how true that is because again he didn't have this problem before so why has he suddenly developed that issue but anyway that's not really the point the point is is 
you know, he, he was probably well within his right to be suspicious because she was up to no good anyway. She was cheating on him. So, of course, he had very good reason to be suspicious of her. Um, but she spoke about how he would shove her um, and he accused her of having an affair with uh, her ex-wife. Um, her, uh, Amber said that she he was drinking again during this time and, you know, he would disappear uh, for, for like hours or whatever and he'd turn up at the house just very drunk. And um, yeah, she would. Um, she said that she wanted wanted to re end the relationship. Apparently, she was committed to it, but um, he would apparently come back clean and sober, and extra nice and extra apologetic, and the relationship would start again. Again, um, I don't know how true any of this is. So you know, I just need to keep pointing that out because I don't want people to start thinking this is gospel from Amber's mouth. Because uh, chances are, it's probably not. Um, and um, yeah, you know, she began to find out that. He, he was apparently um, drinking and doing drugs. That's what happened when he was sneaking around. And she said um, she was basically painting him to be an addict. You know, she, she said he was using all kinds of substances, you know, from cocaine to Adderall to Quaaludes and all this other stuff. And saying that, you know, he was a different person when he was on different things, basically. Um, and she apparently told a therapist um, about what was happening with the abuse and stuff. And she told the mum as well. She told the mother... A lot of the things because um, she apparently couldn't tell her friends um, but uh, yeah and there was actually this in very interesting incident um, there was a painting and um, apparently Johnny thought that it was a sign that Amber was having an affair and um, <laughs> over a painting uh, it was by Amber's ex and um, yeah, he just thought this was because she, uh, she was having an affair. Um, which, you know, it's... Um, I think you, 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 you're, you're, it's a fair enough accusation to make, I guess. I mean, I'm not supporting that you should be suspicious of your partner, but clearly, I mean, there's certain things that just make you think, okay, well, maybe I might have my doubts. I mean, look, that doesn't mean you can be abusive or aggressive, but it's okay to ask a question, right? Um, but anyway... Um, I don't. I, again, I think Johnny was well within his right to question things. Um, if he did, if he did, because we don't know if he actually did. Um, if, if he was this insecure man that he's being painted out to be, I don't necessarily believe he was. I don't re really believe that. Um, but yeah, she says he was drinking brown liquor and doing a lot of cocaine, and um, he wouldn't make sense. And he would try lighting that painting on fire, uh, but he wasn't successful um, because of the weakness of his lighter, and. Um, you know, she just spoke about many instances where, you know, he held her arm and he, he would hit her in the face. These are very serious allegations, by the way. You know, I mean, obviously this is not right. You can't do this to a woman or a man. It's not acceptable. Um, the only thing with this is, is that Amber's potentially lying. These are potentially false stories, uh, very likely false stories. Um, so, yeah, this is why, um, you know, you have to take what Amber says with a heavy pinch of salt. Um, because like I said, if anybody else was making these accusations, especially someone who's more reliable, these are very serious allegations and it's, it's very sad, but this just sounds like a, a little bit of a made up story. Uh, a lot of it does, um, because, and I, and I don't say that because, uh, I'm just guessing that it's a made up story, but I'm saying that because of all the evidence that we have. So if there's Amber Heard fans listening to this, there's so much evidence against Amber and so many reliable statements against Amber, um, it's very hard to believe what Amber's saying, you know, and I don't. 
I really don't believe what Amber's saying. I think she's highly exaggerating. Plus, she's just making up absolutely baseless lies. Um, but anyway, let's see where this goes. And uh, anyway, she mentioned that Johnny had slapped her and she walked away from him and that made it worse. And then apparently he grabbed her by the arm and just held her on the floor screaming. However, right, this is where it's interesting. So there was that, that incident I spoke of. So he held her by the arm and he hit her face. Right. This is a key. This is a key story. And he apparently punched her many times. She says, I don't know how many times he, he, he hit me in the face. OK, however, however. This is the key part. She has a picture showing that she has a bruise, but the bruise is on her arm and it could be from anything. You know, I mean, it's the type of bruise you wake up after you've had a night out, you know, where you just don't know where you've got it, where you've got this bruise from. Um, so there's there's no evidence that Johnny gave her that bruise. It's a, it's a bruise on her arm. But here's the thing. Amber decides to take. This is where I say she has select. She gives selective evidence, you know, because if he's been punching you in the face, why are you not showing more of your face? Because surely if someone punches you repeatedly in the face, there's going to be scarring. And in the picture, her face looks fine. Her face looks completely fine. Except, like I said, she has a bruise on her arm, which could be from anything. But this is the same incident she claimed she was punched. So this makes no sense. So this backs up what I just said, where I said, I can't believe Amber because her stories don't add up. There's, there's just contradicting evidence. Um... So yeah, she's she's a lot of her evidence was just poor. Everything she spoke about, there was nothing that was like, oh, this is concrete. This proves that uh, Amber's right. Um, a lot of it was just no. This is just Amber, way off the mark, way off the mark with everything. Coming up with baseless lies, uh, false allegations, and the hardest part, and you know, this was for me the the most heartbreaking moment of the day, was when. She was Amber decided to talk about Johnny's children and she's talking about a trip that they had and where Johnny's kids were and um, she spoke about Lily Rose and you know I just feel like it's so painful it must be so painful for Johnny to, to listen to your abuser talk about spending time with your children you know and talk about you know what what your she, she's basically narrating a story about what happened on this trip um she she's saying that his children were upset by Johnny's behavior, uh, and Lily Rose was apparently tearful, and um, Johnny had accused Amber of telling on him, um, and uh, she said that um, uh, Johnny had apparently slammed her against the wall and said, "I can fucking kill you." These are all allegations. Um, we don't know how true they are, but I just thought, for me, the evidence suggests that. Lily Rose, oh, I mean, this is not evidence, but genuinely, Lily Rose is behind her dad. She's obviously, she's 100% supporting her dad. Um, so clearly, that doesn't correlate with what uh, Amber's trying to suggest here. But also, it's just the fact that Johnny Depp is, is sat a few metres away from Amber Heard, and Amber Heard is talking lies after lies after lies. Um, but on top of that, the moment you just start talking about somebody's children... And again, these are potential lies from Amber, more than likely lies from Amber, and they're including his kids. That's where it must be painful. And like I said, Johnny did not look at Amber once throughout the trial today. He did not look up at her once, kept his gaze down. And I was getting angry for Johnny. 
I really was. I was listening to the trial and I was getting angry for Johnny because I was like, these these things don't add up. These stories sound like false allegations. And I just thought, how painful must that be for Johnny to sit there and listen to Amber reel off lie after lie, allegation after allegation. And these aren't just light allegations. These are hard allegations. And and as I mentioned, these are serious. This is serious stuff. And you know, if anybody else came out with these with these with these stories saying that they were punched by a man and abused by a man. They should be investigated, rightfully so, because that's a serious allegation. And if it's true, the person should be punished, absolutely should be punished. But the reason, and I'm pointing this out because people might be like, how can you just ignore that? Well, I'm not ignoring it. I've acknowledged it throughout this, um, that these everything that Amber's claiming Johnny did, if Johnny did do that, obviously Johnny's wrong, but Johnny didn't do that. And then we've got enough evidence for that. But in any other situation, like I said, of course, it's terrible. It's terrible. And these accusations are horrid. You know, the things that Amber was mentioning were absolutely vile. So, you know, if anybody has experienced any of those things that Amber claims to have experienced, you know, your heart goes out to them. And you do hope that whoever did do all those things to that person is punished. But um, like I said, it's just not likely Amber was um, the victim that she claims to be. And um, I just think it's so insane that, like I said, he has to sit there and listen to all of this and... Um, yeah, I feel sorry for Johnny. Honestly, I feel for him. And tomorrow's going to be a hard day for him in court as well because Amber's going to be up there um, probably reeling off more lies. But I just felt this one This one for me was really heartbreaking because it involved his kids. And again, she's trying to say that she had a great relationship with the kids and, you know, p painting a picture that's all rosy. And apparently Johnny was the bad guy in that as well. I mean, I just felt that was a bit of a low blow for me. I, I, I mean, it's kind of saying saying something considering all the low blows she threw. But that was that was the the real the real killer one, you know. Uh, but it was a day of lies for me today. It was a day of lies. But um, let's look forward to the cross examination um, because hopefully that will be more conclusive and hopefully that will expose Amber more so. I've got a feeling Amber's going to really perjure herself in this, you know, because she's 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 saying a lot and. There's no doubt there's going to be a lot of contradictions and a lot of lies that are going to be exposed in the coming days. And you can hear about all of that on The Virginia Truth with me. That brings us to the end of this episode of The Virginia Truth. Thank you for listening and join us next time as we continue to unravel the relationship of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Take care and stay woke.